0: personal business. Happy Monday. We are halfway through the last month of 2023 and we, in case you've missed it, we are therefore halfway through our entire December prepping for 2023 little marathon. We have completely dedicated this month on the podcast to setting you up for the best 2023 possible, which I'm so excited about. On the 28th, as we wrapped up November, we talked about setting goals and like getting a vision as to what you actually want to work on in 2023. Last week, we did an entire marketing plan. It was the most insane podcast episode ever. So if you haven't already listened to those two, please go back and listen to those two because they're very important. Please grab a journal, notes, whatever it is that you take notes on. so we wanted to talk about focusing on like systems or strategy or branding to like really address what you're struggling with in your business and make sure that you acknowledge the right thing. And today we are going to be talking about branding. We already did strategy. Next week will be systems. Um, but today we're focusing on branding. Before we dive in, a few a few little notes of business. Um, one, in case you missed it, we opened System Strategy in Seoul last week for the last time this year. Um, doors are technically closed now, but you know, I love the podcast family. So if you guys missed out, we will leave the doors open for the podcast family. We'll link it for you below. So don't forget to grab system strategy and soul. Um, but if you're wanting to work on your business in a more personal one-on-one format, you need help looking at your business, setting up a plan for next year, really refining one, if not several aspects of your business. We are reopening the doors for our beloved VIPs. We've been getting a lot of DMs from you guys on VIP days because we've had them closed for a minute, but they are reopening in January. So there's only four spots available. In honor of me turning 27 two days ago, we are offering two spots at 2777 which is, I think, over $600 off or like $600 off. So there's two spots available at that discounted price and then two spots available at our normal pricing. VIP days are super intense. They're kind of like your own one-on-one workshop for the day. You can either do a half day or a full day, depending on how many things you're wanting to dive into on your business. We have like client profiles listed on the sales page so you can get an idea of the things that can be worked on. During a VIP day, depending on what you're struggling with. But VIP days are my favorite because we are able to just deep dive into your business and then you can leave with an actionable plan on how to set everything up for success moving forward. So, this is a great option to kick off your January if you aren't, you know, coming to the in person retreat or wanting to do an online thing like system strategy and soul. So, we have applications down for you below. Um, What's great is you can fill out an application. We can learn a little bit more about your business. We can even advise what we would suggest working on. So, I'm going to link all of that for you guys in the show notes as always. Let's get into it. You guys know I'm obsessed with talking about branding and brands because I truly believe from the the, the core of my being that brand is at the foundation of everything in your business. It is what is going to make your client ex- experience exceptional. It is what is going to separate you from the competition. It is what is going to give you more fulfillment in your work. It is so incredibly important. It is how I went from earning a little bit of money to a lot of money. Like, It is so phenomenal, and it's great because it fulfills everyone. It makes your clients have a better time. It makes you have a better time. It has your wallet having a better time, right? So I want us to kind of walk through a few different things today while we talk about branding. If you didn't already listen to the previous two episodes, I want to give you a little recap that the reason we're splitting this month up into different themes of like brand, systems, strategy is usually when people want to better their business, they get so hung up on the fact that it's a marketing issue or like, oh, not enough people are seeing my stuff. And it's like, "Mm, that could be the issue, right? Maybe your social media strategy does need help. And if so, please go listen to the episode before this. However, there might be a different issue. It might be that your brand isn't strong enough. It might be that you aren't providing a great client experience. It might be that your work needs to be laid out differently, right? Like there's so many things that can be wrong with it. Um, and it's kind of like if we we weren't feeling good as a general concept and we just called the doctor and we're like, hey, I'm not feeling good. And they're like, OK, cool. Um, let me just prescribe you some cold medicine. And you're like, OK, cool. You get the cold medicine. But the issue is that you had a broken arm. Cold medicine isn't going to do like literally anything. and it's the same with just like blanket statementing what's wrong with your business Like if you're like,, I'm not earning as much money as I need. Let's work more on the marketing. that might that might not even be the problem. Like the marketing might not be the problem. There might be something else that a prop that is the problem. And so just like how we want the doctor to ask more questions, learn more about what's going on with us, right? like if they asked a bit, a few more questions, they would learn that our arm was broken and not that we just don't feel good. Um, we need to do the same thing with our business so that we can actually be treating the right issue rather than just like a issue. So. If your business is struggling with conversion, if you feel like you're having to have lower pricing in order to outbid the competition, if you feel like you're not working with your dream clients, if you feel like they're not as passionate about the artwork that you produce as you are, there's probably something a little amiss with either your brand or the way that you're communicating the brand. So this episode is going to be for you. So I want to first unpack why branding is so important and we're going to kind of talk about two different things today which are branding and niching down and why those two things are different how they're different and how they're both really really important and i first want to tell you why right and i know i've already blabbed like a lot <laughs> about why brand is so important but i want to give you like tangible tangible proof that branding is super important so back in like 2017 um my work was good I had been full time for like two years, I think, a year and a half at that point, something like that. And my work was fine. I was living in Utah. My work kind of looked like everyone else's. It was just like pretty, pretty work. Like you could see it anywhere. And so I charged like, $3.75 Three seventy-five dollars for a session and I charged $1,500 for four hours on a wedding day, which is insane. I was having to shoot like 40 something weddings a year in order to just like earn decent money. Um, And so like people could walk away with engagements bridals and a four hour wedding package for $2,200, which is so ridiculous. Like that's not even my rent for the month. Um, And so I was super burnt out. I had to charge like okay money because my brand looked like everyone else's. My photography looked like everyone else's. And one day someone like sent me a tweet being like, hey, just so you know, someone is like calling you out on Twitter. And I pulled it up and this girl had screenshotted my feed as well as a couple other photographers in Utah and just said, "Yawn, this is so boring. And at the time I was like 21. Uh, Was this 2017? This might've even been 2016. I was like 21 Tops 22. So everyone knows if you are older than that, slash, or that age now, don't worry, you'll think this in the future. Your ego is pretty big when you're 21, 22. Like, I reacted very differently than I would now, but I was really mad. And so I got into like a little bit of a Twitter fight with this girl where I was like, this is so rude, like, blah, 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 which I stand by. It was rude. It was really rude to just like, Screenshot our work and make fun of it, but I was really defensive of my artwork. Um, and she was like, "Yeah, I, I don't take it back. Like your guys's work all looks the same. I literally cannot tell the difference between any of you. Um, it's really boring. Like, where's the color? Where's any anything unique?" And once I had gotten past my ego, I remember looking at my work and like looking at her tweets and being like, "Shit, she's actually right. Like my work looks a little different. I can tell the difference, but like there's really nothing that unique about it. So what am I doing? Like." I am just trying to make work that looks pretty and looks like a lot of other people in the industry, so I can be successful. And like, where is that getting me? A twenty two hundred dollars package for wedding day coverage, engagements, and bridals, like two sessions on top of wedding day coverage—that's crazy. Um, and so I was like, yeah, we need to, <laughs> we need to do some self work. Like, we need to figure out what's important. Like, I need to figure out what's important to me as an artist and figure out how to bring that into my work more because clearly no one's having a good time here. No one's impressed by my my work, including myself. And so I decided to get really specific about like my work and what I wanted it to be and what I loved and what I wanted to see more of, which as you guys know, I love funky light. I love funky colors. My entire apartment looks like a circus. And I was like, why am I not producing work that looks like that? Why am I producing this like neutral adventure, almost photography that everyone else is doing when I don't even like that that much. And so I worked on making my work and my brand more like me and more unique and so flash forward to a couple years later obviously my technical skills also improved over a couple years like if your technical skills aren't improving in a couple years we we need to figure out some things like you should always be improving technically as an artist but like the main difference that you could see in my work was my brand and my artistic voice and at that point um I I was booking contracts that were like five figures, right? I was charging like hundreds and hundreds more dollars for a session. Um, my you know base package would be like five thousand dollars just for wedding day coverage. And the main thing that changed was that I had a unique brand, a unique brand, and like really communicating what your specific niche is is what is going to celebrate separate you from the competition, right? Like I went from having work that looked like everyone else's and having to charge $300 a shoot to having people fly from across the country or fly me out around the country in order to just take their photos in front of a backdrop, which is kind of crazy when you think about it because it could have been anywhere. Um, and that's like another story. I had a bride that like, thought studio work was so weird when I first started doing it and she said that to me and I was like oh that sucks that this is like not for everyone um and I stuck it out I was like it's for me so I'm gonna keep pushing and then you know I got paid thousands of dollars to fly around or fly people to me to take those studio portraits there's truly a client for everyone so let's talk first since we're going to talk about like branding and niching, I want us to kind of separate out what the two are. Because when I ask people what their brand is, they either one, tell me about their logo or they tell me what their niche is. And a niche isn't, it's important, but it's not as important as the brand. So let's, let's kind of unpack what niching means. So let's say I need a matcha. Like I'm like, Hey, I'm craving a matcha. I really want a matcha today. That's really general, right? Like I could walk around the corner. I could go to Starbucks and grab a matcha it's gonna be good but I'm not gonna like talk about it to everyone you're never gonna hear me talk about a matcha from Starbucks it's fine it's a decent matcha not gonna tell the world about it I could get it anywhere I probably won't remember you know if I get it from a random coffee shop and it's just a random ass matcha I'm probably not even gonna remember the name of where I went right now let's say I'm craving my favorite matcha Um, or like my favorite coffee, right? I have this coffee shop in Brooklyn that I am obsessed with called Vulcan Cafe. If you ever come to Brooklyn, please, please, please go there. They are incredible. Um, it's very niche or let's say I'm in Manhattan. I love gray dog because they have a rose petal matcha that is so good. And I've never been able to find it anywhere else. I go to those places every single time. I will tell everyone about them. God, I just told you about them, right? Like I'm talking to you about these two cafes very, very specifically because they have this really specific type of matcha that I love and it's amazing every time and like I love going to Vulcan because it's this tiny little coffee shop and like I know the owners now, they know me, they always are like, oh my gosh, eating the regular, I see the same people every time, it's like an experience, same with um Grey Dog, like I love going to Grey Dog and getting this diner breakfast in Manhattan and getting my rose petal matcha. It's just always a very cute and it's like a whole experience, right? That's the power of the niche. Like those two things are very, very, very different. So let me break this down into like our industry. So it makes sense. Let's say, let's say wedding photographer just to be like easy. So if you want to work with clients who don't care about you, but think you're good enough, right? Like we're going back to that, like unbranded, unspecific photographer or graphic designer or virtual assistant, don't niche down you can just stay general. Like, yeah, I'm a wedding photographer. I'm a graphic designer. I'm a virtual assistant. Okay. I matcha, right? That's just the general niche. However, if we want to work with clients who are incredibly passionate about our work and willing to walk across town, tell everyone about us, you know, never stop coming back, we're going to have to niche down and get a little bit more specific, right? And we're going to have to be okay with turning people away. It's like the rose petal matcha. That's not for everyone. I have friends that hate macho more than anything in the world. They're not going to go there. But that's not going to stop me from going there 24-7 and telling everyone about it. So just a little reminder: you don't need to be for everyone. That's a specific niche. So I want the rose petal matcha. I want Vulcan's matcha. I want an editorial wedding photographer. I want a documentary wedding photographer. I want a fine art photographer. I want a brand strategist um, who specializes in intuitive branding. I want bold branding. Right? Like the niche is what you do, but a little bit more specific. Where you could just say like, I am this and I do this version of it. That's the niche. And again. It's not as important as like the brand, which we're gonna get into if in a second, but like you need to know what your specific niche is rather than just your general niche. If I told you I'm a business coach, you have no idea what that means. I could teach you Facebook ads, I could teach you brand, I could teach you social media marketing. You have no idea. I need to tell you what I s- specifically specialize in. And it's the same thing if you're a photographer, graphic designer, virtual assistant, wedding planner, whatever, right? So that's the niche. Get really, really specific on what your niche is. So how do you decide what your niche is, right? It's the specific thing you do and how you do it a little bit differently. And this is where the brand starts to come in, which is my personal favorite part, obviously, because y'all know I love a good brand. So when I first ask you what comes to mind, right? Like when you think of your brand, Like I said, a lot of people think of like their brand colors, their logo, their aesthetic in general. And let me be clear, that is a way to communicate your brand. That is a communication pillar within your brand, but it's not the brand overall, like I am not my logo. My business is so much more than that. My logo and my aesthetic and my colors, they increase the communication and the validity of my brand, right? They show you that I'm a bold brand who isn't afraid to do things differently and is kind of extreme, right? There's a lot of black and white. Like, I'm very upfront. I'm a very, like, boom, boom, boom person. Um, but then it's also mixed with a little bit of fluidity and, like, personal content so that you understand that I'm also very individualistic your brand is what people think of when they think of you. It is your ideal client. It is your client message. It is your client experience. It is your reputation. It is you want to attract and how you want to leave them feeling, right? It is what's going to separate you from the competition. It's how you're going to create loyalty to your niche. The foundation of everything that you're going to do in your business, from social media marketing to your client workflow to basically everything but literal accounting and taxes is going to have pieces of your brand in it, which is why it's so specific to lay this as the foundation and be really intentional and honest and purposeful in the way that you create your brand, because it's going to impact quite literally everything you do. Your brand is who you are, and it is at the foundation of everything. So you can kind of like picture a house is how I describe it. And you have pillars, right, that like go up and they uphold the house. Those are things like social media, client experience, style, aesthetic communication. Those are built on the foundation, which is your brand. Branding is less to do with what you actually offer as a product right? because that's your niche. Your niche communicates your products or services and everything to do with the why, the experience, and the connection behind it. How are you going to change or impact someone's life with your business? And this is hot take controversial opinion time If the only reason you run your business is for money, we have to have a totally different discussion. You have to have this business for something other than money, you guys. Like, the money is great. It should be an important part. But if the only reason you run your own business is to earn money, you might as well just go back to a corporate job. I'm going to be honest. Like... It's there has to be so much heart behind it in order to make it worth it and in order to make it fulfilling. And so if you are only running your business because it's good money, you need to take a step back and be like, what's important to me in my life outside of money? And how can I bring that into my business more? Even if that means a pivot is necessary, but there needs to be a why, there needs to be an experience, there needs to be a connection behind your business other than just wanting a green dollar bill to be behind it. So Why do you need to know this, right? Because here's the thing, again, on top of the money, on top of everything we've already talked about, I promise you, and I know you probably already know this, you're not the first person in your niche to run a business. I'm not the first business coach. I was not the first destination wedding photographer. Neither are you. Like You're probably not the first person to start this business. And here's the thing, with a solid brand, that's not going to matter. Like, with a solid brand, it doesn't matter if there are hundreds, if not thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of other people within your niche. If you have an individualistic brand that no one else can compete with or mimic because it's a complete reflection of you as an individualistic human being, boom, no competition. It's literally gone. Oversaturated who? Oversaturated industry literally doesn't exist anymore if you can separate yourself from the competition. So... How do we start doing that, right? Like, how do we start separating ourselves from the competition? And you guys know I have three questions that I love asking my coaching clients, that I love asking people in my realm, that I'm now going to ask you. We did cover these in a previous podcast episode. So, but it's honestly, do it again. Like, I love working through these questions at least a couple times a year just to make sure that I am completely aligned. And these three questions are going to help you start communicating and building brand trust within your community. One, what is your favorite part of yourself? What what do you like about yourself? There has to be something. Two, what are your best strengths? What are you good at? Like take work out of it. What are you really really good at? And if you don't know, take a personality test for heaven's sake. Take the Enneagram. Take the Clifton Strengths test. I Love the Clifton Strengths Test, by the way, you guys. If you haven't already taken it, I highly suggest it. It's like $50. It is a very scientific, like personality test almost, but it tells you how you work best in work formats and settings. And it's incredibly helpful when you're building out the structure of your business. Question number three, how would you want your friends and family to describe how you make them feel? That is such a powerful, incredible question. And once you've paused this, you've journaled out those questions, I want you to look at the answers, because those are what sets you apart from other human beings. And so if you bring them into your business, it's going to be what separates you from the competition. It takes you from a general creative, a general niche, to a creative that clients have to work with. They want your strengths. They want your passion. They want your viewpoints. They want your experience, right? It's the same reason why like I talk about it, but like last Christmas, I decided I wanted to buy paintings for um, or like prints for my friends. I wanted to buy them artwork that reminded me of them. And it could have been easy, right, to just like log into Urban Outfitters, find some cute prints send them to my friends. Great. But I I had just come across this artist. Their name is Lindsay Sherrick Waller. They're this amazing queer artist. And I came across their work and they talk a lot about themselves. They show themselves in their artwork. They talk a bit about like the meaning behind their paintings. And I felt so much more connected to them as an artist than I ever could to Urban Outfitters in 10,000 years. And so even though it was more expensive to buy, you know, a bunch of artwork from them rather than a mass producer like Urban Outfitters, I just want so much more connected to them. I wanted to support them as an artist. I wanted their artwork in my home and my friends' homes. And so this is the importance of sharing our strengths, sharing our stories, sharing things that separate us from the competition, showing who we are as a person and therefore a brand so that we don't blend in with everyone else in the industry. If I'm investing money in a small business, and I don't know who they are, I'm probably not gonna purchase from them. Like the other day I put out a poll being like, hey, does anyone have like any small business candle wrecks that um are like clean? And I went to like several profiles that people had sent over and there were some that I just I didn't even know who the human is that runs that account. And I felt so much less connected to it because I was like, okay, it's just a candle. Whereas if I just went to one of the profiles where like I could see the owners and they talked about their story and why they were passionate about starting this up. I was like, oh my God, this is so cute. Like I want to support them. I want them to have a successful business and I want their candles in my home. So you need to show these things about yourself. It doesn't mean you have to show your entire life. Um, I was literally having a conversation with one of my coaching clients the other day because they were like, I'm just really private. Like I don't want my life shared on the internet. And I was like, one, you don't have to do anything you don't want to do but two you get to decide what you share with people and what you don't and no one is entitled to all of the information of your life right like you can look at me and be like I've had people be like oh my god you are so open on the internet like you share your entire life with us and I'm like have you ever seen my friends or family on my Instagram like think about it have you no and you probably didn't even realize that you had never seen my friends or family but that's because my friends and family are just a very like sacred thing to me and I don't want them a part of my work from. like I don't want I don't want those two things mixing like that is my private side of my life and like something I hold very sacred and I do not want to expose to the ruthlessness that is the internet I share about my friends sometimes on TikTok if they're okay with it um, but like my work account specifically you'll never really see me posting about my friends or family it's really really sacred to me but it doesn't keep you from feeling like you're you know me personally and you know a lot about my life Um, it was really funny actually like when I first moved to New York City one of you I can't even remember who it was and it was so sweet, but um, one of my followers DM'd me or one of you that listens to the podcast Um, and she was like hey (laughs) it seems like you might not know a lot of people in New York City I haven't seen you with anyone in a while and I just wanted to let you know you're not alone and like please like don't be afraid to reach out if you ever need anything Um, like I share my friends and family so little that this person thought I didn't know anyone or like have any friends which was so sweet of them to like check in on me but it was like this moment of like oh my god like I really do keep that part of my life so private that someone did catch on to it and straight up thought I didn't have friends and I needed to be checked up on which is again so sweet thank you um but you know like I just I don't share about it because it's just it's really private and sacred to me so I want that to be like your your note that there are certain parts of your life that if you choose not share about on the internet that's totally fine no one's going to be any the wiser and the next like worry that comes up for people when they're trying to decide like and they're getting ready to you know be more like their brand. They're starting to bring themselves into their business a little bit more. They get so worried they're going to lose clients. They're like, I'm going to push clients away. You are. In the best way possible, you are going to push away people that are not aligned with you. You are going to push away clients you don't want to work with. You are going to push away clients that probably actually don't really want to work with you, but they just end up working with you because they don't know what you're like. Um, You're going to push away nightmare clients. You're going to push away clients that aren't that passionate about your work. If you are booking with clients that you don't feel that connected to or that passionate about or like they're not that passionate about you, it's because your brand is lukewarm. If you're bringing in your dream clients, it means you're pushing away the ones that are not your dream clients. And you have to have this polarizing brand if you are going to work with your your dream clients. Otherwise, you're just playing Russian roulette and hoping someone aligned with you finds you by accident. But chances are, if they're really passionate about something and you don't have a passionate brand being communicated, they're going to go with someone else. So You need to be bringing yourself into your business. You need to be bringing in the passion, right? You are a mirror for your ideal client. So if you're not super passionate about your work, they're not going to be either. So let's say, right, that you notice that like bookings are slowing down or the ones that are booking don't seem that passionate. You feel like you're having to convince people to be excited about your work or book you. Revisit those answers, right, from those three questions and be like, where could I get more specific about communicating these things, right? Every time I work through calling all brands or every time I, I've, I've talked to you guys about this, every time I notice that our sales are plateauing, I work through calling all brands again. Like I work through my own course and I get even more specific on our brand communication. And every time I do our sales pick up, it's crazy. Um, every time I get more personal with you guys on my social media, our sales pick up. Every time I'm like, kind of sinking back in. I'm not communicating. I'm not showing up, not letting you guys in on my thoughts and my passion. Sales plateau because you don't have as much of a connection with me and or people who are newly discovering me aren't going to be able to connect with me because they don't even know who I am, right? People don't, Buy what you do, right? This is a quote by Simon Sinek, Sinek, something like that. People don't buy what you do. They buy why you do it. And what you do simply proves what you believe. Your work should be a reflection of who you are as a human, what you believe, what you're passionate about. And if not, we got to revisit. We got to go back to that foundation and set it up for success. Developing the why is truly at the core of your brand, right? It can't just be money. You can't just be showing up and be like, book me because I want to be rich. Immediately, no. There has to be more than that right like i've even followed brands where they start talking about money too much in a way where i'm like nah, i don't love that like you almost care about money too much and i'm kind of out now for that too it seems like we've lost the why outside of the dollar so you gotta have this why you gotta have this passion that makes you do what you do and makes you fulfilled right because people want to know how you operate. They want to know how you make other people feel because they, they're they going to want to feel that way too, right? Those are your strengths is making people feel that way. So step into your strengths rather than mimicking other people in the industry, right? Like th- that's the best thing you'll ever do for your business. Put on those blinders. Stop looking at other people, right? That's how the Twitter fight originated is that I was looking too much at everyone in the industry, what was making them successful, trying to bring it into my own work. And it just resulted in lackluster passion, lackluster work, and lackluster brand commitment. That's all it did. It wasn't fun for anyone. So going back to the beginning, just so you can separate the two, start with the niche, right? What you do as specific as possible, and then understand that your brand is how you communicate it. It's your voice. It's your message. It's how you're going to change your clients' lives or at least impact it. Your aesthetic, your reputation, what they think of when they think of you, what you are showing the world is possible for them, right? Show them what their life could be. What your individualistic strengths are that are going to change people's lives. Your unique likes, dislikes, tendencies, quirks, right? What you're known for, how they feel when they're interacting with you, how you show up for your ideal client, the experience just through and through. That's what we're wanting to communicate with the brand. And to do that, you have to get to know yourself first. It should be a living, breathing manifestation of you as a human. It should be specific. It should be unique. It should just be you, right? It's like those cheesy ass quotes that we used to write all over journals about how there's no one like you, same thing with your brand as long as you're making your brand like you. So connecting with our dream clients truly is like crucial inside and outside of work, right? Like you shouldn't only be selling to them. You shouldn't only be like, this is what my business brand is. Connect with them as a human as well. We want to build trust. We want to build connection. Um, if you guys want a little list of ways to do this, you want to walk through a little bit more some more trainings we're going to link a freebie for you in the show notes it's our branding bff freebie it walks through all of this stuff a little bit more it gives you some templates some prompts to connect with your clients as well so that you can do that in a little bit easier of a way hack that brain a little we're going to give you some tips and tricks the power of the niche and brand you guys truly cannot be undervalued clients will simply spend more money on a unique client experience service and product which is why you need to make it as specific as possible so that you can earn more money, you can be more fulfilled, you can have more clients, more joy, more personal life because you're earning more money and therefore having to work less, right? It is magic all around. Um, so that is everything, you guys. I hope you journaled out some good notes. If you love this episode, I would love if you shared out on your stories or with a friend so that we can get the word out about the podcast, help as many businesses as possible. Every time you guys share these episodes, it truly means the world. Just as a reminder, vip and sss is open for you those links are in the show notes as well i will see you guys next week to wrap up our prepping for 2023 little marathon here if you've missed any episodes head back the last two episodes listen to those as well i love you guys i mean it and i will see you soon.